Welcome to the OIS Podcast, where you get candid conversations with the leaders and drivers of ophthalmic innovation. And now, here's our host, Tom Salemi. Hey, everyone. This is Tom Salemi. Welcome back to the OIS Podcast. Very busy week here at OIS. We are having OIS at AAL on Thursday. Please do join us. Go to OIS.net to register. It's going to be a uh, terrific gathering of leaders on stage, uh, a fantastic collection of folks in the crowd. It's a great networking opportunity and lots to learn about the uh, future of ophthalmology. Please be there. Go to OIS.net to register. Also, remember to take a look at the uh, agenda for the masterclass, which is happening on Friday. It's separate from OIS at AAO. But it's a uh, very helpful half day if you're looking for uh, advice and insights on commercializing an ophthalmic drug. So go to OIS.net, look at the masterclass description. Uh, again, it's separate from OIS at AAO. You'll register for that separately. So we hope we'll see you at both uh, OIS at AAO and the OIS at AAO masterclass. Today, though, I want to bring you a uh, really great podcast. I was happy to sit down and talk. Uh, at least over the phone, with uh, Eric Donenfeld of Ophthalmic Consultants of Long Island. He had uh, some great news to report. Uh, number one, he's going to be leading a breakfast breakout session on Thursday morning about the uh, integration of ophthalmology and optometry. And uh, fortunately, the session is full, but we talked a bit in this podcast about uh, the integration of the two specialties and uh, how they will work together going forward. Second, uh, OCLI announced a, a strategic partnership with Blue Sea Capital, which is a private equity group, and is going to give uh, ophthalmic consultants of Long Island the ability to expand aggressively uh, in the uh, New York area. So you'll want to check out that. We've obviously talked to Dick Lindstrom about uh, their his own uh, private equity investment for Minnesota Eye Consultants a few months ago. This is along those lines, and uh, Eric Donenfeld has some really fascinating plans. Finally, we talk a bit about uh, an entity called Checked Up, which uh, both Dr. Lindstrom and Dr. Donfeld are involved with. And uh, it's an interesting way for ophthalmologists to engage their patients. So once again, don't forget to register for OIS at AO. Please show up there on Thursday. We'd love to see you. If you're uh, making that, go check out the agenda for the masterclass, which is happening on Friday. Both uh, registration information for both can be found on ois.net. So, without any further discussion from me, let's get into this conversation with Eric Donenfeld. Dr. Eric Donenfeld, welcome back to the podcast. It's great to be here. Thanks, Tom. I uh, always enjoy talking to you. You were, uh, I think, our third guest on August 18, 2014, and you're back a second time. So this is your third time now. So so thank you for the repeat business. And uh, <laughs> you're, you're making a lot of news. Uh, you uh, had a recent announcement, I think it came out yesterday, uh, that you have entered uh, into an agreement with a private equity firm called Blue Sea, or your entity has, and you're creating a, a new group called Spectrum. Can you uh, bring us uh, up to speed on on that deal? Well, absolutely, and, and we've been uh, looking to this moment for a long time now, and uh, after a lot of due diligence and a lot of um, um, interviews and, and a lot of time spent, uh, we've come to an agreement with Blue Sea Capital, which is a uh, private equity company out of Florida, mm -hmm. and we're partnering with them uh, and Ophthalmic Consultants of Long Island 
um, to create a new entity, uh, Spectrum Vision Partners, and we're looking forward to the relationship as we think we can take the model that we've created on Long Island and in Connecticut and uh, magnify it and um, grow our practice in a way that really benefits patients. And at the end of the day, that's really what we're looking to do is we're looking forward to creating a model where we can provide superb patient care. And we needed the private equity component of this to really extend the model and, and grow to the level that we think we need to be for us to achieve our goals. So what were your objectives going into that process? Was it simply getting the capital to expand or uh, did you also have some, uh, some objectives uh, on, the, on the back end of things? Well, um, our practice is an extraordinarily vibrant practice with uh, a lot of thought leaders in the area, in different areas of ophthalmology. We have uh, a multi-specialty group in ophthalmology that contains virtually every specialty with uh, leading specialists uh, in that area, you know, we've you know we've got two uh, previous presidents of ASCRS and editors of uh, different periodicals here. So we're in the growth phase right now, and we want to continue the the mission that we've really started on is to create a center of excellence that can uh, uh, really take care of almost any patient uh, with any problem. Um, to do that we needed to have a partner that has the business acumen and the capital necessary for us to grow the practice uh, to really uh, uh, create an entity that not only encompasses Long Island but really uh, spreads throughout the New York area. We want to take the model we've created uh, at Oakley and extend it into the you know the five boroughs of Manhattan, New Jersey, and Connecticut as well. And uh, we'll be announcing some major uh, affiliations over the next couple of months as well in these different areas as we continue to expand and to grow with what I believe are the absolute best doctors in the area. That's fantastic. You, you already have, uh, if I'm correct, uh, 15 uh, locations in Nassau and Suffolk counties? Yeah, in Nassau and Suffolk we have uh, 15, and we have, uh, we'll be adding you know, many others in the, you know, throughout the New York area over the next couple of months as well. Uh, we have uh, one surgery center uh, and, uh, and 14 offices right now in Nassau and Suffolk County. So do you see um, you creating these practices de novo, or do you still see you yourself acquiring other practices? How does this growth happen? Well, we have, uh, again, um, a vibrant practice, and uh, we're growing our current practice, and we'll be adding doctors to the current practices, and we'll be creating de novo practices in areas of need, but will we find doctors that are um, that fit our model that have the same type of uh, vision of where ophthalmology can be, uh, we will be adding those doctors to our practice as well, and we're currently in the stages of, of conversation and uh, due diligence with several of these practices right now that really are of you know, kindred spirit to what we've accomplished at Oakley and what we continue to want to grow with, with uh, 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 Spectrum Vision Partners. And Spectrum Vision, Vision Partners will be owned uh, partly by the physicians in your group as well as this private equity group? Is that how it's structured? Yes. They, you know, th this, is, this is a... Uh, a merger, essentially, mm -hmm. and uh, we will be maintaining uh, management and we'll be uh, working with them, and they'll provide the business acumen and, and uh, a lot of the infrastructure that uh, that we uh, want to grow with, and we'll be providing the clinical expertise. And what I liked about Blue Sea Capital is that they understand the mission that we're on uh, to really uh, raise the level of care in the New York metropolitan area, 
and they are in complete agreement that they really want us running the clinical side of the practice while they help out on on, on the uh, back end on the business development side. How many other options did you have in this space? We obviously hear of a lot of private equity firms looking into ophthalmology. Uh, did you meet with many groups? We did. We met with um, uh, about a dozen. We actually uh, were approached by many more than that. Uh, and then we narrowed the field down to some excellent uh, private equity companies. But at the end of the day, it was clear to us that Blue Sea Capital was a uh, private equity firm that had the understanding of the space, uh, had done the due diligence, and were willing to commit their uh, sizable assets to help us uh, grow our model. And uh, they're here not to reinvent the wheel. They just help us to grow what we've already started doing. And, and you know, we're well on our way uh, to working with them to, to move fairly quickly in the New York metropolitan area to, uh, um, to really... Um, uh, establish beachheads in almost every location so that we can provide care for any patient in the New York area uh, within a few miles of their homes. And I apologize if you said this, but is there a plan to create another surgery center like Island Eye? Um, we are right now in conversations about that, and, and we will probably have several surgery centers um, in the next year or so. Uh, clearly, that's one of our major aims is to provide uh, not only excellent care, but also provide the facility services that are needed to um, um, uh, have a center of excellence. And Island Eye Surgery Center, we opened up in March, and we've, we've gone from three rooms to six rooms, and we've tripled the, uh, the size of our location, and we've added um, all state-of-the-art equipment. We have uh, the most modern, uh, advanced equipment anywhere in the world, and it's really become quite an outstanding place to operate. So we feel not only do you have to have the right doctors, but you have to have the right resources and the right facilities that you need to uh, provide expert patient care. And we've really done that with Island Island, and we'll be replicating that model as well and in other areas uh, in the New York metropolitan area. As you add locations in surgery centers, you're, you're obviously buying more and more technology. Does this change how you uh, how you purchase technology from uh, medical suppliers? Are you are you creating a new process that people need to follow? Is it going to be similar to what they've had now with uh, OCLI? Well, at OCLI, we've always been patient centric. We've 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 purchased the technology that we need to provide the best uh, in in class services to our patients. So uh, that's always been our number one pr- uh, prerequisite, and we we plan on continuing that. But obviously, you have to be cost effective at the same time. And um, you know, we view technology as an extension of the doctor's ability to treat patients. So um, uh, we will we'll, we will be getting any technology that we feel is in our patient's best interest, and we've already, you know, done that at a great level. We just added, for example, six brand-new Lumera microscopes uh, to our OR, uh, six new FACO units, um, the Signature Pro, uh, and um, a variety of, of, of different technologies. We have two femtosecond lasers in the center as well, and all of this is, you know, brand-new equipment. Uh, and uh, it works because... Um, when you build a center with the best technology, patients want to come there and doctors want to operate there. And the growth of Island Eye Surgery Center has been phenomenal since we opened the new center. We've added well over a dozen surgeons and, we're, and, and we've added several thousand new cases because you know, at the end of the day, um, you need to have the right technology for the doctors to achieve the results and they know that they're going to get that at our center. And final question about this. Did uh, I know other practices have uh, used these sort of 
deals to to um, free up some of the the ownership of, of the more senior physicians and to create pathways for younger folks to, to younger physicians to buy into the practice. Has there been some sort of changes on the on the back of the house financially? Well, I think what's really exciting about um, our affiliation with Blue Sea Capital is the fact that. Um, we now um, have removed the financial uh, restrictions for uh, our younger doctors to become partners in our practice. Um, the buy-in will be significantly reduced, mm-hmm. as well as they won't be responsible for buyouts for senior uh, doctors in our practice as they retire, so that it makes a, um, a continuation of our model very easy and very practical without financial concerns um, by young doctors. So. I think the young um, associates and and, uh, partners in our practice realize that this is a model that provides sustainable growth for our practice without the exit strategies that many many doctors have. When you have a senior ophthalmologist in place, um, no one is exiting from our practice right now. But Mm -hmm. you know, going going forward, uh, we view this as a very positive uh, opportunity for our younger and older doctors in our practice to continue. uh, Oakley through Spectrum Vision Partners in a way that makes it easy for um, uh, doctors to join and to retire. In, in looking at the growth, and this sort of bleeds into the next topic I'd like to cover with you, cover with you on, on Thursday at OIS at AAO, you're going to be leading a breakout discussion about the, uh, the combination of ophthalmology and optometry in practices and how the two work together. I know, at least according to the, what I've read most recently, you have four doctors of op- optometry three physicians assistants and, and a, a, a statistician as part of your practice. Is that, well, I, I'd like to talk more broadly about that trend, but uh, is, is optometry going to be a major part of your growth going forward as well? Is that going to be a, a big part of your business? Well, um, there's, a, there's an amazing synergy between ophthalmology and optometry, and, and clearly at Oakley we believe that optometry and ophthalmology working together serves our patients uh, in the best way possible. So we have relationships literally with hundreds of optometrists, and we have um, four optometry uh, partners in our practice. And in our Connecticut practice, which is a separate practice, uh, we have uh, three optometrists in that practice as well. So we view them as um, uh, very valued colleagues. Uh, We work with them, um, uh, with each of us doing what we do best. At the end of the day, patients benefit from that relationship. And uh, in addition to the optometrists in our practice, again, we have you know hundreds of referring optometrists as well as ophthalmologists um, who make um, um, our practice really what it is today. So at OIS, uh, I'll be working with Dan Dury and Jim Timmons uh, discussing the uh, role of optometry and ophthalmology working together. And I think that there's plenty of room for both uh, specialties to work together. And those um, practices that find that ability to create liaisons where uh, patients benefit, I think will be the most successful going forward. Um, So we really uh, view our optometry colleagues as partners Mm -hmm. in the process of, of, of patient care and allows us all to do what we do best and to uh, delegate the responsibilities to our associates um, and colleagues who have expertises that we don't have. And do you see the role of optometrists changing over time as as, uh, more people require eye care and as the number of ophthalmologists shrinks or stays level? uh, Are we going to see optometrists take on more 
procedures, maybe treatments of, of, uh, of dry eye uh, that involve some devices for diagnostics or treatment, things that perhaps can be done in an optometrist office? Well, I think it's already happening as we speak today. Um, optometry is really growing uh, the area of dry faster than ophthalmology is. Uh, and the reason for that is that they have a strong interest in this area. They deal with patients with dry eye on a routine basis. And um, ophthalmologists don't have either the time or the interest in some cases to really spend the time that's needed for patients with dry eye to really manage their, manage their eyes. So um, in our practice, we have a model in which uh, a patient comes in with a complex dry eye will be seen by um, a corneal specialist, an ophthalmologist, and those that require continuing care by that ophthalmologist will continue in his care, but those patients who... Um, um, uh, require long-term chronic care can be managed by optometrists in our program with the ophthalmologist serving um, as uh, fallback positions uh, to uh, work with them if there are areas that need to be discussed. So we see optometry as really playing a primary role in, in dry eye management and the growth of dry eye products is uh, obviously more significant in optometry today than it is in ophthalmology. Uh, we see that this is non-threatening to the ophthalmologist. It also provides ba ba uh, good patient care, and it gives uh, patients the uh, contact time that they need. Dry patients very commonly require long visits. They need multiple testing done, and the optometrists in our practice have the time and interest to, to work with them. Uh, and some of these patients, as you know, can be very demanding, and they deserve the time and uh, expertise um, that they can be given in a practice in which ophthalmologists and optometry work together. That's terrific. And, and finally, focusing on those patients, uh, I wanted to also talk to you about another group uh, organization that you're involved with called Checked Up. I know you had a, a, an event recently in New York. Uh, tell us a bit about Checked Up. It is, it is exactly that, something that's uh, designed to kind of help the patients before and after they come see you in, their, in your office. Yeah, um, Checked Up is a very interesting technology, and uh, I'm, 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 I'm um, uh, involved with them as well. And, and I think that they've really uh, created a model in which um, uh, patients can be educated in a doctor's office in a very seamless manner uh, in which the doctor controls the content and uh, patients uh, have questions answered for them and can be educated regarding different aspects of ophthalmic care. Uh, including dry eye and, and, and common problems, but also including surgeries such as cataract surgery, LASIK, uh, and advanced technologies such as multifocal extended depth of focus lenses and, and laser cataract surgery. And uh, um, Checked Up is now has a model in which the, their um, uh, video monitors are installed at no cost to the patients, uh, and they're readily available. Uh, when patients come in, they can be educated uh, uh, in a very seamless and, and interesting manner that uh, benefits them. And, and my belief is any type of process that improves the education for patients and makes it uh, easier for patients to understand uh, what they're going to be experiencing is of benefit. Patients need multiple uh, touch points in their contact with ophthalmologists. Mm -hmm. And that touch point can be with the doctor themselves. But in addition to that, they need to be supported by technicians and uh, front desk personnel. And Checked Up is just another part of that process of educating patients about what they can expect during their care uh, in the doctor's office. 
So are they? It's actually they're looking at screens at a tablet or something in in the waiting room as they wait to to see you, and then they come to you with uh, an idea of, of what you'll be talking about that day, sort of laying a foundation. Well, they they can actually come to the doctor's office, and they and they, the screens are are showing. Uh, uh, information about what they, they can expect that day, but if patients have specific interests, there are tablets that they can receive mm-hmm. that they can actually go and look at that are specific to their individual needs. So when they come in and they, for example, are thinking about cataract surgery and they want to discuss the different options for cataract surgery, they can go through that on a video monitor while they're waiting uh, and being dilated and be further educated. So it, it makes the entire process more um, didactic and rather than having dead time while they're sitting in the, in the office waiting for testing to be done, they can actually be performing very useful tests and educating themselves about what they're about to experience and, and further support the uh, information they're going to receive from their ophthalmologist. And are you seeing a, a difference in your interactions with patients who have used Checked Up? Are, they, are the, the discussions any different? Well, they're obviously a lot uh, easier discussions. Uh, patients obviously have some uh, information when they walk into the doctor's office, but that information has now been um, supported. Uh, they have a better understanding of the process, and they can ask more focused, more more um, definitive questions that answer their questions rather than having to be educated right from the beginning. So the broad uh, spectrum information that they need to receive is provided for them by checked up and then the more specific questions can be answered by the ophthalmologist in their examination. Terrific. Well, I appreciate the the insights on all of this news. You've you've been keeping busy and I appreciate you taking 20 minutes to to talk to us about it. So thanks again for the time today, Eric. It's a pleasure talking to you. And uh, as always, you you do an amazing job and uh, I'm very fortunate to be uh, invited to be here today. I appreciate that. All right, folks, we'll end it there. That is a wrap. Thanks for joining us on the OIS podcast. I hope you enjoyed this great conversation with Dr. Eric Donenfeld. Dr. Donenfeld, thanks for joining us, and I look forward to seeing you on Thursday at OIS at AAO. And as for our listeners, I hope to see you there as well. If you have not yet registered, go to OIS.net. Check out all the information you need to be there on Thursday morning at the Hyatt Regency in New Orleans. If you are there, feel free to uh, stop by our uh, recording area. I'll be doing some interviews and uh, just say hello. It'd be great to meet you. Finally, if you'd like to help the podcast, please do me a few favors. Number one, just shoot me an email, tom at healthag.com. That's the word health, followed by the letters E-G-Y.com. Healthag is the producer of the Ophthalmology Innovation Summits and, of course, this OIS podcast. Number two, give us a ranking on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to to this podcast that helps others find the podcast third if you have friends who love innovation in ophthalmology as much as you do why not tell them about the podcast directly the more people are listening the better finally subscribe if you're uh, listening on your phone or your ipad or whatever device you're using there should be a subscribe button there for you to push just a couple of clicks on that and you will have these fine podcasts sent directly to your listening device you'll never ever miss one That's it, folks. Honestly, I hope I see you there on Thursday at OIS at AAO in New Orleans.